everybody, and what's up? Welcome to the podcast for selfless sex and she comes first. My name is Dr. Nick Meyer sitting here on January 26th, Sunday, the last Sunday in January already. It's like, wait, didn't this month just start like a few days ago? It seems like it, but oh well, 26. And honestly, right now, this second, I'm kind of messed up in my head because I was just doing my outline for this for, for today's podcast and kind of getting ready. And then, yeah, let me check the scores on ESPN. And this screen, this note, Kobe Bryant is dead, crashed and dead in, in, in a helicopter crash or like stuff is still coming in. What? Wait, Kobe Bryant is dead. Like, what the hell? You know, I was all set up. Oh, yeah, sex, 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 sex. And now I'm just like, what the hell? So, my God, you know, I mean, he he lived in Philadelphia for a while and everything else. And I think Lower Marion High School, but something. But still, <sighs> sorry about that. I'm just, I'm still in shock. But uh, I have to say this once again. Uh, I'm pretty sure this month will be or it already is a bigger month than in December for number of plays for my podcast. So plays and listens. So I actually thank everyone out there for all the support and the likes and the shares and everything else. And um, turning a corner, this podcast, the topic for this podcast comes from MD. She knows who she is. And she sent this to me. And it was an article that she found called How I Learned to Have Mind-Blowing Intimate Sex Every Time. So we're going to talk about that today. To continue, this article comes from mindbodygreen.com. I guess this gentleman is in his 40s now, and he says this. At 30 years old, my idea of lovemaking was what I had seen in my friend's dad's porno tapes when I was 17 years when I was 17 years old. I mean, hell, those guys were in porn, right? They must know what they're doing. Man, here's some food for thought. If you're still doing the same things at 30 you did at 17, you are not a great lover. You are tragically shortchanging your relationship. You owe it to yourself and to your partner to do better. So now he turns a corner and he, he moves forward and he starts talking about being vulnerable. And he says, vulnerability is having the courage to look yourself in the face and be, and be honest without judgment about who you see staring back at you. And then he moves it into the realm of his sexual life with his wife and about how he's, he's feeling safer now to open up to her and share more things about his day, his overall state of mind with her. And she's finally responding to this change in him, which is great, which is great. Also, he says this about intimacy. Quote, I understand now that, that it's intimacy that is truly important. Intimacy is the emotional closeness that comes from sharing all of yourself with another human being. And honestly, I do agree with that a thousand percent. So right now in this article, he spends a lot of time talking about being vulnerable and, and also opening up with his wife and how that's creating a new sense of intimacy in their relationship. My opinion is this. 
there is more to intimacy than just being vulnerable. So let's get into that a little bit. Next in this podcast, I think it's just a good idea for me to start to talk about intimacy. And I do agree with with what he was saying about being vulnerable, but I don't think being vulnerable is the be all end all to everything. So what I'm gonna do here is just give you just a few of, of my elements that are needed to create intimacy. I'm not gonna go down the whole list because I think everyone has their own list, what is important to them. But, but I can say being vulnerable is a part of that. And that's the truth. But number one on my list is trust. Because if, if I can't trust you, what do you have? Don't forget, think about this. A few months ago, I did a podcast on feeling emotionally safe with your partner. Think about it. So if I don't trust you, I don't feel emotionally safe with you. You see what I'm saying? Or or if, if I don't if, if I don't feel emotionally safe, I don't trust you. It's not going to progress the way it should be. It's not going to evolve. Why? Because my gut's telling me something. You're not trustworthy. So when the shit hits the fan, I'm the one you know, I'm the emotional wreck. You see what I'm saying? So for me, I'm just saying trust is number one. Number two, honesty. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are shaking their heads in agreement right now. That's fine. For you, that could be number one. We don't even have to debate that. I think they're they're almost interchangeable. You get me? But still, that's still up there. So if you're out there lying, not being trustworthy, see, there you go trustworthy lying about some about, about whatever there's no intimacy there we can't build up anything there and also number three um being a man is being dependable just in my opinion for number three being a man is being dependable if you say you're going to do something do it if you can't do it don't say you can do it or things happen, let people know that you can't do it so then they can figure out an alternative way to get the shit done. Don't leave people hanging like that, you know, or if you're going to be late by a half an hour, let, especially your lady, come on now, don't let her sit there and and hang and and twist in the wind. Just, you know, if you're going to say something, I'm sorry, if you, if you say you're going to do something, just do it and call it a day. That, that all that together helps to breed I- intimacy inside and outside of the bedroom, inside and outside of the household. You see what I'm saying? So there are little things that can be done that actually have an impact on the bedroom. If you think about it like this, if you're not being honest and, and you're not a dependable person, I'm pretty sure that your partner is going to start to withdraw and maybe not want to have sex with you. You see how that goes? Just think about that for a second. So in closing, now that I reread the title a few times, I think the title is kind of misleading. I can't really say that it's clickbait or whatever, but still, I do applaud this gentleman for coming to the realization that by opening up and being vulnerable with his wife, 
has actually helped his sex life, which is great. And I, and I do applaud him for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing shade or anything like that. I dig it. I see what he's doing. He opened his eyes and he realized that if he's more open and more vulnerable and more sharing with his wife, she is also more sharing in return. Therefore, his sex life got better. Check this out. Now, I bet you if there is more intimacy in your relationship where there's where you are being more vulnerable and more open because you have a sense of trust in your relationship and you're and you're more honest in your relationship and you are a dependable person in your relationship, I can almost guarantee you taking those few nuggets together or the, those few elements together, your sex life will improve even more because your partner will be willing to, to open up even more, even by having more sex with you or even being willing to try new things because they feel safe with you trying new things. You see what I'm saying? So, so yes, being vulnerable is one important element, but there are so many more things that are involved in having a hot, heavy, or whatever they call it, mind-blowing sex life. You see what I'm saying? So that's just my food for thought. So on that note, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon.